one and Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Val. This is Isabella. And this is Jerron. On our show this evening is a spectacular guest, Royce Gomez, an employer with Pivot and Intern Pursuit Interns. No, she's not an employer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to fix that one, too. She's an employer that has used, that was my fault, Sorry. that has used Pivot and Intern Pursuit Interns. So sorry about that, Val. I didn't mean to mess you up. There. No problem. Uh Reminder to our listeners that you cannot do it tonight, sadly, but on most nights after this, you'll be able to call us at 407-582-2906, and you can also chat through us online through Interpursuit's Facebook live chat. But even if they cannot chat with us that night, they, we love their feedback, and we want them to write us notes, right? Yes, indeed. Please comment, please. Yeah, we'd <laughs> love your comments. And also coming up this episode of Intern Whisper Live, we're going to be learning about the world of business coaching. Our favorite hashtag, what I learned. We're going to talk about some internship stories. We're going to talk about some great leaders. And of course, innovation in marketing. So how can people find us? There's all types of ways now, people. You can find Pivot Business Consulting on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Go to the website, pivotbusinessconsulting.com, and go to the bottom of the page. You'll find those links. Enter Pursuit. You can find us there, internpursuit.com. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and also on Intern Pursuit Game. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And then you can listen to us live on mixlr.com, Valencia College. Oh, it's forward slash Valencia College Radio. And then search for Intern Pursuit and follow us. And then you can watch us live on Facebook with the uh, Intern Pursuit channel. So, Please go ahead, like, follow us, all of those great ways to connect. And we are really thrilled. We love having our listeners um, jump onto the line with us and ask us questions and ask our guests questions. But before we start the show, let's talk about our first sponsor, Florida Patient Association. Florida Patient Association, whose mission is to bring support and services to patients in the state of Florida. If you have not received the help and support you need from an injury in the healthcare industry, contact Florida Patient Association for guidance on your rights. Thank you, Florida Patient Association, for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Live. Aside from the music, which is really one of my most favorite things, I just so love this music, and I have to make sure I say this, the game is in development, Sophie is making new music, and it will be going into the hub of the headquarters of Intern Pursuit. And I'm going to tell you guys, it is awesome music. It is just really, it's got this like slow jam thing going on and <laughs> all kinds of really cool uh, instruments being played. So We're looking forward to hearing it. Yeah. And if you are interested in the game, listen to one of our previous podcasts where we talked to some of the developers. Yes, and they can also find internpursuit.com forward slash game. And also on YouTube. Yes, sir. Okay, so tonight we're going to be getting to meet with Royce Gomez. She is uh, 
participating with us tonight via Skype, and she is in Colorado. So we're doing this as a long-distance um, type of a opportunity to chat. She's a business coach. She's a content writer. She's a published author. She also has a blog talk channel. I mean, she is a total woman that does everything in this space of content. Royce has worked with Pivot Business Consulting Intern Program, and we've been mutual. We're actually friends, but we also support each other in business. So welcome, Royce. I'm so excited to have you here on the show. Thank you. I am very excited to be here today, Isabella. Yeah, I, and it's just so our listeners know, Royce and I were talking earlier, and it's been a while since we've been able to chat. So this is going to be kind of where we can mutually catch up with each <laughs> other. So if we end up going kind of off topic, it's only because we're um, just going, oh, my gosh, what about this? <laughs> so we're going to talk about internships, entrepreneur stories, industry innovation, leadership, all of those fun things that you're going to be able to share with us. Um, but first, let's talk about what your background is. I remember when we first met, it was eclectic and kind of like mine, I feel like. So I felt that kindred spirit about you. And, you know, we both have writing in common and we both have this um, nonprofit um, industry experience that we have. So there were a lot of areas where we overlapped and we um, bonded, I think, at that point in time. So why don't you tell our listeners about your company and what it is that you do and then a really great entrepreneurial story. You don't have to try and, you know, crunch it all in at one time. Let's just hear what your company is and what kind of services you provide to your clients. Okay, well, Isabella, you mentioned an eclectic background, and it certainly has been. I've been an entrepreneur since age 17, and that's the one thing that has been consistent for me. But because I like challenges and learning new things, I have owned almost a dozen companies, and um, I've surpassed a couple of hundred brands going from idea to implementation and helping them achieve results and craft a compelling story. And um, some of my entrepreneurial ventures have come from my own experience and my need to learn something for my own business and others have come uh, because of personal interest. So um, I've continued to be an entrepreneur and innovate and reinvent myself five different times. And so that gives you a little bit of background about me. I believe your next question was a favorite entrepreneurial story. Is that correct, Isabella? Yeah, it is. But I, I just want to go back to one thing that you said, 20 companies. Oh, my God. <laughs> 20 companies. I don't... You About a dozen companies, I think. <laughs> that is a lot of companies. Like, you, you paid to register them and have, like, a formal name and, you know, pay taxes, like, all of that kind of stuff? Yeah, I've had about a dozen companies, and I currently own two, but yes, I've incorporated them. Some have failed, and some have succeeded, so as far as paying taxes, some have been tax write-offs, because as most entrepreneurs, we experience failure. Oh, my goodness. And some, you know, I've, I've uh, generated six figures from, so it's been quite the wild ride. Yeah. So um, what is your best or most favorite entrepreneur story? Because, you know, I Googled this real quick. It says eight out of 10 businesses fail. And I, that's from Forbes. I find that is probably accurate. Yeah. And fail is not 
I don't think fail is fail. I think it's like, it's what you learn. Oh gosh, I two of them really come to mind. One goes way, way back. I operated an image consulting business for 10 years in Chicago and worked with very affluent clients in the luxury market and uh, moved out to Colorado in a very small town and no one needed image consulting services. I was not asked to do wedding makeup. I was not asked to do color coordination and wardrobe consulting and I had to reinvent myself and basically what I did with that business was just close it down because I had moved away from my market and bought some horses. And lo and behold, before I knew it, my horses had become a business and I designed programs and worked with at-risk populations and corporate team building and just created several programs that I was interested in doing and expanding my business. So that goes way back and just shows you a great example of reinventing yourself from one end of the spectrum to another. I mean, I went from affluent salons to scoop and poop, you know? <laughs> um, the, the other one that really comes to mind is the power of networking online and offline. And I do teach this in some of my keynotes about networking online being very similar and the value of building relationships. Last year, I ended up networking online through LinkedIn, which I find a very powerful, effective tool. And uh, connected with someone in Europe who asked me to come and speak at a conference. And before you knew it, I had two other speaking engagements there. And uh, it just goes to show the power of networking and I know that when we spoke you talked about how important innovation is for entrepreneurs and being innovative and reaching out creatively to network online can be a source of gigs for you whether it be a speaking gig or a consulting gig or anything else um, because it really is about the value of building relationships and I have been asked to come back to Europe this fall and speak to a group of financial analysts. And um, so it's just the amazing power of network and innovation and developing a marketing strategy in your business. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Um, I did not know about that wedding planner thing. That was, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I kind of knew about the horse because I think I remember you um, when we met. I, goodness I want to say it's like what four years ago mm, maybe even longer I can't remember uh yeah well yeah I think so I think it's been about like four maybe five years um but I think I knew a little bit about the uh the horse thing I was thinking you were gonna I'm really surprised that that was your favorite entrepreneur story because I thought for sure you were going to talk about how you just picked up and you toured uh <laughs> just totally toured Europe <laughs> and I was expecting that one. <laughs> but I think the guys will enjoy hearing that story, too. So, right. going Randomly yeah. going to Europe, let's tell, tell me about that story. <laughs> yeah, because she, she uh You'll have to totally get the book, The Spontaneous and, Journey, that shares a little bit more about that story where I just picked up and started traveling. But when you've designed your business model to be virtual, you can create some 
amazing opportunities in your world through travel. That's for sure. Yeah. What countries did you go and visit? Uh, when I went to Europe, I visited only Italy, but I visited four regions of Italy. Uh, but I did travel for 31 weeks, and 27 of those was throughout the United States. Okay, so you did a U.S. tour before you decided to head over mm -hmm. to Italy. Okay. And I then did. you were mostly were you traveling with your business online at the time? Yeah, my business was and still is entirely virtual, so I can work from anywhere in the world. And uh, as I traveled, I made sure to network and connect in some of the communities and ended up coaching about 30 startups in one community and having five interns, which I know is a topic for uh, this radio show soon. And um, then in Nashville, I ended up doing two marketing consulting gigs short term and being invited to cover social impact stories. So I just really created some amazing opportunities during those trips. Yeah. Yeah. And it just shows for many people. And I think our listeners is, um, I, I don't think I've had anybody here that was a remote, um, that traveled and they ran their business in this way. So I think this is the first time. Yeah, the guys are shaking their heads now. Yeah, Royce, you're the first that we yeah. had on the show. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, most people, you know, they set roots and they, mm. they kind of stay uh, stationary. So, um, but this is really a, a different one, a different type of a, an opportunity to hear what that's like. So really looking forward to those stories. So um, anyway... So your entrepreneur story. And, you know, one of the other things, she also ran an accelerator up there. You're mm -hmm. in Denver, or where are you exactly? Um, no, I'm near Colorado Springs, and yeah. I did, um, I was the executive director of a startup organization that provided mentorship, and we had about 60 or 70 companies that went through there and received mentorship while I was in that role. And... Um, then in the Panhandle area of Florida, a little bit closer to you, I ran a business incubator with five companies and six interns for a summer. Mm -hmm. What was that like? And what did the interns do? We actually created an e-commerce company from the ground up. Um, was a very unique situation and someone just bought a building that had some very unique tech equipment inside it. And I chose and worked with interns to create a company from nothing, just from looking at this warehouse full of tech equipment to how do we move it? How do we market it? Uh, how do we price it? What is it? writing product descriptions for an e-commerce site, building a website, the entire process within about 120 days. And that was quite the experience. I remember that. I remember when you were doing that. I think that was right around the time we were, um, we had met. I think so. So where did you pull your interns from? Did you have a, a certain school? What were their, um, backgrounds, their degrees that they were pursuing? 
all but one was from the local community college, and then one was kind of a unique intern. I ended up pulling my daughter, who was older than college age, in and having her be the lead intern because she had some experience and knowledge that, you know, um, freshmen and sophomores in college don't have. And I had one high schooler that was there too, and he was a homeschooled kid and quite sharp. And um, because he was homeschooled, he was able to work his schedule to uh, join us as well. So I had four college kids from the community college and then um, a high schooler and a graduate. That's really interesting. I, I am learning so much about <laughs> things that I find. You know what? I did not know that part either. So that's a good story there. So let's switch over to consulting. What type of clients do you work with? Is it a certain type of uh, industry you prefer, or is it just working one-on-one, or are there, like, big companies, or is it everything? Well, John Formica, the ex-Disney guy and America's and Australia's best customer experience speaker, um, really says that my marketing book is truly magical and can help any business owner maximize their revenue and achieve legendary status. So really, um, strategic planning and marketing strategies are uh, across the board applicable to any kind of business. But I do have my favorites that I like to work with. I love working with startups, nonprofit, businesses in the real estate industry, the culinary industry, or, or um, health and beauty. From my background as an image consultant, I've um, worked with a cosmetic company out of Paris and some others that have been fabulous to work with. So those would be my favorites. Mm. But I primarily work with startups who are just starting out and need to define what their brand is and craft that message or I work with people uh, and businesses who are rebranding and need to seamlessly pivot with their next strategy. Yeah, no pun intended there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like the client I just got off of the phone right before this working uh, with them in L.A. unit. That's super cool. So I know you said culinary. Um, I think I remember your son is in the culinary industry. Oh, no. Did I believe we just oh. lost her, actually, yes, through Skype. Yeah, it seems like we're having some technical difficulties right now. On oh. We, I will, she, uh, yeah, see if you can get her back. So for our listeners. Oh. That is she here. back? Royce, can you hear us? Yes. There we go. Perfect. We lost you for a second there. Oh. I was chatting away. Yeah. <laughs> sharing a story of my favorite. you were gone. Um, and we went, oh. oh. She just cut out. Yeah. yeah. Are you, you're, you're stationary, right? Because I know when you move through those mountains, stuff happens. <laughs> I am stationary. I am not traveling. I am totally focused on our show today. Oh, cool. Well, I was saying um, that I think I know why culinary, because I believe your son is a chef also. Yes, and I'm a foodie, too. I, I absolutely love food and food trucks and the whole innovation of food and 
the fusions that have been created in recent years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what, um, because at one time, this is something else that we have in common. I bet you guys didn't know this. I don't, I don't think I told it to you guys. Um, at one time, I was thinking I was going to do some type of a, a food truck or a catering idea. Mm. And so I had created a menu, and I had the name for a food truck, and it was called H2O Food to Go. So it was H squared, like you know, mm. water, okay, the symbol cool. for water. And the reason why I was calling it that, because um, I'm a Latin wannabe. I'm not, but I'm a wannabe. So it was healthy Hispanic <laughs> organic. So that's why it was oh. H squared. Oh, that's I cool. see. Yeah. yeah. Clever. So that was the name underneath it, healthy Hispanic organic food to go. So created a logo, did all of this stuff. I made all this food. I took it out on college campuses, and I had it taste tested and said, how much would you pay for this? Because it was either locally grown and I don't think Royce knows this either. Uh, either locally grown, grown or I had used organic food. So, for example, it was a box meal. You chose between fours. One was a veggie one where it was um, like eggplant and onions and peppers and things like that mixed together and, and a ciabatta. Uh, you could choose a side. You chose one sandwich. You chose a side, and then you chose a dessert item. So my sandwich items were um, a cold chicken cilantro salad a um, pulled pork barbecue. I also had a Mexican uh, meatloaf. I'm thinking maybe you might be hungry. Although yeah, you yeah. look like it, but you look like huh. No, you're like, you ate. I haven't eaten much, much today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and huh. then I had um, the, the veggie one. Uh, my sides were a... Uh, I have to think about it because I, I abandoned it. Uh, <laughs> a spicy hummus. Um, a... A chunky guacamole salad, guacamole, and then I also had um, hand cut um, sweet potato fries, mm. like chips. So chips. good, yeah. I, I and those. you made all of this yourself? I did, right. I did. And then my dessert choices that you were able to select from was a um, a candied cilantro tequila brownie, um, a candied unique. bacon um, bourbon brownie huh. or a uh, piece of fruit <laughs> there you go for the healthy <laughs> option and then right. the last one was a nut and coconut uh, brownie so i loved making brownies so anyway i took all of that out to the college campuses and people loved it and they i mean they really loved it and for me the be best part was when a latin student had said this tastes like my grandmother's food and i went oh wow, I really hit it. Yeah. I think I hit the money. <laughs> and I asked them how much they would pay for it, and I was surprised. How much would you have paid for a locally grown or organic meal, no beverage, those three items? On campus? On yeah. campus. I'm trying to think of like most Box prices meal. on campus, too. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because when you're on campus, your prices are... Well, no, it's not necessarily on campus. It would have right. been like... Um, the, my target market was actually schools. Mm -hmm. that did not have cafeterias. See, I think that because of that being your target market, I think people would end up going low because you're talking about school lunches. But personally, I would pay between, the, depending on portions, but I would pay between like 8 and $12. Yeah, like that's what yeah. I usually pay at school. So it's like, at school I feel like when there's something outside the norm where it's like more 
it's like, uh, if it's obviously free or less, it's yeah. like, great. Yeah. But it's like more, it's like, I'm more hesitant to necessarily buy it. Yeah. So if because you're in between my price range between like 8 and 12 I can get a sandwich of Chili's for between 8 and $12. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's kind of like... So I took it on the Rollins campus also, and they were way more generous than you guys were. Oh, really? Yeah. They said they would have paid 15 to 18 and actually the 15 mark was the price point mm-hmm. that I needed to be able to hit to make a profit. So I was really thinking, okay, yeah. And then I went and I worked on a food truck, and then I'm going to be finishing up so I can we can focus on Royce here. But I do want to hear what she has to say about this. So I went and worked on a food truck, and I went, okay, this is not what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then everything was abandoned, and I went, well, maybe I could make these meals, and I would take it to the schools where I worked and just sell them as box meals there, and I could pre-order, and that way I wasn't going to be stuck with anything left over. And then I decided, you know what, I, I only like cooking for, for fun, for, for people that, you know, I either want to entertain or to do it for fun. Mm-hmm. I sure don't want to do this as a business. And I went, forget it. I was out. At that point, how long did you work on it, do you think? It was about six months. I actually went up to some food trucks, and I gave them my brownies. Um, they said that they would, I could bake them, and then they would put them on the truck, too. <laughs> but I just, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I didn't want to spend that kind of time doing it. So, what's the best thing your son has made, Royce? Because I I know he cooks. Yeah, I don't get to eat most of what he cooks because we live across the country from each other. So, I really don't know. But I do see amazing pictures. He'll send me pictures of, Mom, look what's for dinner. And uh, it looks incredible. Yeah, but when he comes and visits, he doesn't cook. Thanksgiving. (laughs) Royce is a really good cook, though. No. No, that's too bad. That's a bummer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, does he have aspirations of having his own restaurant? Are you going to be coaching him through that? Uh, we've talked about that off and on, but I don't think so. Mm. You know, restaurants are one of the hardest businesses sure to are. have be successful, and they have um, a lot of food waste and a low profit margin. So um, banks don't like to fund them, and I learned that when I was doing a social impact business plan for social enterprise uh, for a nonprofit, actually, in Orlando. And I consulted with some executives from Darden and Yum Foods, which are major national brands. So I don't think that the restaurant business is a profitable endeavor, no, Most you gotta have some time. serious bank to get it up and running. And just so anyone who mm-hmm. doesn't know, Darden is a—they own Olive Garden, they own Bahama oh, Breeze, yeah. they own all these major, major chain restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah we mm-hmm. definitely know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And Yum Foods owns things like Taco Bell, and I think mm-hmm. KFC and some of your fast food chains. So again, they are icons in the restaurant industry, and know what they're talking about. They sure do. They sure do. So, what is the biggest or the best innovation that you have seen in the consulting industry? Sorry about that. Oh, boy. That's a tough question. Well, what's the best um, program that maybe you've used, too? Because this is the time where we can actually give a little shout-out for some of those programs we use. Yeah, let me uh, answer the first part of that question by saying that I think times are changing so quickly in most of your industries and verticals that you have to continue to innovate and change and be at the forefront of the pack or you get left behind. 
So I don't know that I have a favorite story of innovation, but I do have some brands I think have innovated extremely well. Um, you have Amazon Prime, and today is Prime Day, yes, and they indeed. have innovated the face of retail and the way we shop and will continue to change that. Um, Apple is another company that has been innovative. And uh, if you've ever seen Simon Sinek's TED Talk, Start With Why, yes. it really does share how innovation plays a role in any company. And small brands can do that too. You know, when I'm working with my coaching clients, we do talk about innovation and what their unique value proposition is and how we can deliver that to hit their ideal audience, just like Amazon and Apple does. That is very, very true. Very true. Yeah, and I'm wondering if uh, Amazon went and made Amazon Prime Day, if they registered that with the government as like some kind of a special day. They may have had to just because, as far as I know, their servers were down because it's like one of the biggest website traffics of the, the year. The server was down the moment it launched yeah. at 3 o'clock today. So they may have had to like yes, all, it all their links were breaking. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they may have had to let people know because infrastructure purposes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have never, um, I don't have an Amazon Prime account. Mm -hmm. um, really? Yeah, You're one of the few I, I must, now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm one of the few, I guess. Actually, I know a lot of people that don't. But um, Royce, do you have an Amazon Prime account? I do, and um, going back to their failure on the server, you know, that, that goes to show you that every business has challenges, mm -hmm. and you have to address those challenges head-on. Sometimes they're software challenges, sometimes they're marketing challenges, but everyone goes through that. But tomorrow, the brand will still be around, and people will still continue to shop. And that's what you want to keep your eye on as an entrepreneur is not the failure or the breakdown that is momentary and will pass, but what the future vision looks like for your company. And I just want to encourage entrepreneurs who may be having breakdowns that it happens to every business. Oh, yeah. That sure does. I usually tell myself three things. I'm pretty sure you do also. It's um, don't pay attention to distractions, good or bad. And, you know, that can be a distraction when something breaks. But it can also be a distraction when we have wonderful things that happen. So it falls into there. Yep, I get it. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not sure if we covered this earlier, but I may be asking it again. Um, you've used the um, pivot slash enter pursuit um, pool. I haven't ever given you any formal training, which is what I do now with employers is I train them in intern practices. But you've been able to um, utilize the pool of students that have worked with pivot and enter pursuit. Um, what type of work have they done for you? The two most relevant projects that they were working on was when I was rebranding, my logo needed updating to reach a, um, a different market and really speak more to my ideal audience. So they redesigned my logo to kind of embody the character of my brand to be more fluid and be able to pivot because that's what I really tell entrepreneurs to do and help show them how. And so there's fluidity in my logo. 
and that was through your interns. So the what's second the name of your uh, company? Let me push you on pause there for a minute because it's your <laughs> name also. <laughs> What's the name of your, your logo? Uh, Royce Talks. Royce Talks, that's right. And where can the listeners find your website and things like that? RoyceTalks.com or CoachingWithRoyce.com. The second um, project that they worked on is the cover to two books I had coming out. And when you go on RoyceTalks.com, you won't see those covers because we totally redesigned them after the interns worked on them. But their ideas were incredibly creative, and um, some great things came out of those ideas that can be used in later projects, even though I did not use the book covers as designed by the interns. And that's something that you want to remember as an employer when you're using interns is sometimes the skill set or the level of expertise that you need on a project is above what an intern can deliver. And sometimes it's perfect for the intern. So you really want kind of a job description to be able to set the intern up for success. And Isabella, you mentioned that you've implemented training. So I'm sure that you share that with employers that you want to set them up for success. But sometimes with a creative project, like a book cover, it's really not the intern that wasn't capable. It's just a different direction that the book needs to go. And I have two business coaches, and I walk through that book cover selection with my uh, one business coach. So um, there's sometimes there's nothing wrong with giving them creative liberties and using their ideas down the road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. But yeah, I do have employers create job descriptions, and I'm pretty sure that's something that we had done also um, previously with you too. Um, so what piece of advice would you give an employer seeking to work with them? I think you kind of answered that, is to make sure you have a job description. So that's like really good there too. That was like spot on. <laughs> yeah. So we'll jump over to leaders that have inspired you. Okay. So who are those people and why? There are two great entrepreneurs that I respect from afar. I've never been able to meet them yet, but one day maybe I will. I think Oprah Winfrey is an amazing woman. And, uh, you know, I'm not much of a TV watcher, so it's not about agreeing or disagreeing with her show or her book club, but watching her as a businesswoman I watched her get her start because I did live in Chicago when she started. And she went from a local TV personality to this business icon with multiple successful businesses and investments. And I think that that's just so exciting and inspiring for women to see someone like her. Um, for the older generations. Dolly Parton has done that extremely well, as has Reba McIntyre. And um, so I'm just inspired by women who can create estates and and um, an investment portfolio that's diverse. Another leader that inspires me from afar is Richard Branson. 
And he has just continued to be an innovator and thinking outside the box and a marketing genius that does not follow the rules of marketing, but kind of um, creates his own space with his brands. And I admire him for that. Those are really interesting sources uh, or leaders because we've never heard any of those before. Yeah, and I think um, when you mentioned Dolly Parton, I don't know if people know that story about her where she just grew up in a uh, family and it was a very um, poor family. It was a lot of poverty. But she Mm -hmm. has some Christmas specials that come out every year and it's like the little stories that um, are about her family. They're really very inspiring and and uplifting. But uh, you see this different person her character and she's pretty flamboyant and pretty much uh, bold and out there (laughs) and uh, I think that's consistent with her personality but super generous and super kind yeah yeah those are good choices I really uh, enjoyed hearing about those interesting yeah she has a true rags to riches story so again whether you like or dislike the people they have their um, attributes to admire yeah, they sure do. So, um, lastly, is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know about things that, because we, I was pointing out things that I know that I think are interesting about you, but is there anything else you'd like to share about your entrepreneurial journey? Because it's definitely been a nice, interesting uh, road that you've journeyed, and um, you might have another piece of wisdom that you might want to share. Anything else? Yeah, I guess to answer that question, uh, one thing that really comes top of mind is that I love helping companies bridge the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. Every entrepreneur starts his business with a vision, and sometimes they get caught up in the minutia of the daily activities that are required of them, and sometimes they get discouraged by the breakdowns that happen in business and they lose track of where they want to be or um, more disappointingly is that they don't know how to get there. And if you just seek a business coach out, you can get there. And there are so many business coaches out there. I, I hesitate to use that because I think it's an overused phrase and people don't know what to look for in a business coach to find the right one, but um, really helping entrepreneurs begin with the end in mind and then working backwards and reverse engineering that process is something that I have walked hundreds of companies through and I just love to do. So if you're an entrepreneur out there, just don't get discouraged. Find the resources that you need. Um, It's so much easier now than when I started nearly 30 years ago because of Google and all that we have access to at the click of a button in an instant. That is very true. Those are good good parting words there. So I've also just dropped your logo in there so that when uh, we're putting our, our uh, social media out, people will be able to grab that logo too and be able to see what it looks like because it's It's by far really, really different from what she originally had. I like this one so much, not because it was one of, um, you know, my interns that had done this, 
but I really like it. It's really clean. It's really crisp. It looks very uplifting, and, and I just think it's super nice. So um, I think we're going to be going into our next sponsor announcement, and we're going to have to be wrapping up. We are, but just to finish it off with our uh, second sponsor of the night is Affiliate Manager. Affiliate Manager offers a complete management service that covers all aspects of developing and optimizing an affiliate program. Not only do we provide expertise, identify high potential opportunities, and execute campaigns to maximize performance, we make sure to we make it a point to require minimum work from our merchant partners. You can reach them at affiliatemanager.com. Thank you, Affiliate Manager, for sponsoring the Intern Whisper Live. Our music seems to have broken. Oh no. We, that means we but have we to can hunt. imagine it. Yeah. Mm. Part of right doing right, a but. podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Christians don't go the way you want them to. Murphy's uh, Law. Another. We were talking about Murphy's Law earlier. Okay. Well, I want to say thank you to Valencia College. We're going to do a little spotlight here and say thank you, Valencia College, the East Campus, which is where this radio station is um, broadcast from. And we have state-of-the-art social broadcasting studio, even though our music is broken. That is not the studio. <laughs> um, we have this really cool atmosphere in here. We get to see people as they go by our window, and they peek their heads in on the glass looking at us. And we also want to say thank you to Q, who is going to be a guest coming up in August. So I'm looking forward to that. Actually, next week. Next week. Oh, yes. yay. So anyway, thank you to Valencia. Yes, indeed, and we want to uh, also just know if there's any shout-outs for anybody in particular before we end the show. Yep. Uh, as always, I want to say I'm giving a shout-out to Jerron and to Val. I am going to be missing these guys. This is like I'm on countdown, and there's only two more shows with them. So I'm going to be really sad, and they're going to be teaching me, and then my What I Learned stories are going to be all about what I learned about radio broadcasting in Two one-hour sessions. It's got to be all of this deep knowledge. So thank you, guys. We can fit it in. And yeah, thank you to it. Royce for being such a fantastic guest. This is amazing. And I've appreciated getting to hear um, new things that I didn't know about her. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. My shout-out would be to my two amazing kids who are my biggest cheerleaders and uh, the wonderful friends like you and others around the country and even around the world that have supported me through my entrepreneurial journey. And I have a very special boss, uh, Sandy, that inspired me and grew me as a professional when I worked with her several years back. So I just want to give a shout out to those special people in my life. I think you better say your granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> and my precious granddaughter she can't talk yet she's only a few months old <laughs> no but they'll remember that oh <laughs> you know somebody's going to share that story and she said that she acknowledged you yeah so that's good okay guys what about you who are your shout outs for well always a shout out to isabella especially Thank as being you. our second to last show or third to last Either way, yeah. August is coming, coming up That's soon. It, yeah. So I'm like, I've had a great time with you, of course. Thank I'll you, say Michael. more when we get there. But until now, these seven months have been a great journey. I, I sure hope that your, you know, your family continues to listen to the show, oh, yeah. even though you won't be here. Aunt Darlene got you. Oh, yeah. I love Aunt Darlene. And uh, Aunt Cynthia. <laughs> uh, um, thank you, Royce, for being a guest on our show tonight. It's always a pleasure. And of course, thank, thank you. you, Val, for being the best intern partner ever. Oh, thank you. Uh, same to me, same for me. Thank you very much. 
uh, Isabel, for always having us. I look forward to having a couple more great shows with you, and it's been a lot of fun. We're not done yet, but yeah. we're winding down. And thank you, Royce, and thank you to all of our listeners. It's been great. Uh, oh, my so. gosh, yeah. Thank you to our listeners. Mm. Oh, my goodness. So you guys should go and look at the numbers for um, last week's show. I did. I was... Yeah. I was very happy with what yeah. we could see. And yeah. that All was right. uh, non-boosted, so I just boosted it today, and so I expect it to, like, go again. <laughs> anyway, so that's really good. So people can uh, listen to Interim Pursuit. Uh, find us on our Facebook page, on Twitter. Listen to us live on mixlr.com forward slash Valencia College. Look for us, uh, Interim Whisperer. And then they can watch us live on Facebook again. So thank you. So we're going to end the show just like we started it. Uh, so I'll start us off here. This has been Val. This has been Jerron. This is Isabella. And you can't see us right now, but we're pointing at you so you can sign yourself off, Royce. And this has been Royce from Royce Talks. Very good. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank see, you, listeners. See you all next time. <laughs>